What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Flag Podcast. This is episode 48. I'm Damian Leba, along with... Anthony Stevens. Yes, and we're back for another week of the podcast, and there's no break this time. It's the second week in a row. Yes, it's about time. It's uh, It's been a slow news week. We actually had to like really dig to find anything, but... And what we did find wasn't... I mean... There's some interesting stuff, I guess, but it's nothing, like, crazy. Yeah, it's nothing that gets me excited for the future. And honestly, I think that's my favorite thing about doing this podcast, is I get to talk about stuff that I'm excited about. Yeah. And we rarely touch on things that, like, irritate me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the same way that, like, regular news does. So this is uh, it's a nice change of pace. Yes, it is. How was your week, though? Uh, my week was pretty good. Um, what did I do? I didn't do a whole lot. Work, 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 work. Work. I kind of set up a little more stuff. I had to move that desk around. No, you guys can't see it, but we had to move this <laughs> desk around. Um, yeah, and I just edited the last podcast, tried to put videos up, and it was just fucking with me. Yeah. our uh, We were supposed to put up a spiral, the spiral review section of the podcast onto YouTube, but it just kept malfunctioning on the upload so but shang chi works so go watch the shang chi video yeah i i actually did enjoy that one i i watched that over again just to kind of see did you like the um the graphic that i put on the bottom yes i did okay i i thought it was very well put together um obviously i mean i think if you look at the way we present ourselves i think you can tell that we've grown I, i'm not saying we're like ready for a contract or nothing i'm just saying like you can definitely tell that we're both more comfortable talking into a mic for an hour and the last one was like an hour and 45 minutes yeah so it it's not as awkward as it was at least for me when we started like i feel more comfortable so i agree and um i i was kind of fighting myself on whether or not i should put like pictures in the video or just leave it straight just us talking so i just left it us just talking yeah i I think next time i would maybe do a couple of photos it doesn't have to be nothing crazy but overall i think it was the right way to go okay um and i think that's what we're going to kind of start leaning towards every week is we're not going to upload the whole podcast as a video every week but we will take a clip from each podcast a a clip or two and upload it along so you can kind of see our setup and everything as it progresses and hopefully it'll make people want to watch listen to the whole thing yeah it it I have found that, like, the shorter clips are also easier to digest for some people. Like, no one has time to watch a four-hour Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, I never have. But (laughs) every now and then, like, for every episode, he uploads, like, two or three clips. And those Mm kind of hit on, like, the better points of a lot of his guests. So I can watch each clip compared to watching a four-hour podcast, unless it's someone I'm super interested in. Yeah, and I think another thing we got to do, especially when we do more of the videos, especially for the podcast, maybe have, like... You got the camera that gets both of us, and there should be a camera that gets me close up, and there's a camera that gets you close up, and then we'll mix clips in there. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be perfect. It would also help us set up, like, a TikTok presence. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, did you do anything else this week? Uh, no, that's it for me. What about you? Did you do any TikTok dances? Uh, I've, I don't even own a TikTok, so I don't know what oh. the TikTok dances are. <laughs> that's a damn shame. Uh, you know, know what's kind of fucked up is there's guys at work that are, like, in their 50s, they're on TikTok all the time. My grandma's on TikTok all the time. Yeah. Um, most of my family is on TikTok all the time. More so the older generation than the younger generation. 
It's kind of crazy. My sister actually makes TikTok videos. Oh, really? Yeah, but she's 13, so yeah. that's the demographic. Makes sense. But, yeah, no, I, I didn't do a whole lot this week. I, I put in, like, 60 hours at work, and then the only thing I was really, like, focusing on this week was uh, our good buddy Nate is moving to Missouri next Friday. So oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah. <laughs> we, we threw, it wasn't nothing big. It was literally just me, Damien, Justice, and Nate just kind of... Well, three of us were drinking, and obviously Damien doesn't drink, so we were all just. But kinda, I still felt like I was drunk. Probably, especially with how many laughs there were and everything, and the yeah. amount of smoke that was in the garage from yeah, Justice. There was a lot. <laughs> um, but it was fun, just kind of bullshitting and kind of getting to say goodbye, essentially, and mm-hmm. it gives us a reason to go to Missouri and hang out eventually. So, other than yep. that, didn't really do nothing this week. Do you hear that? Is that an alarm or birds? Those are sirens. Aw, shit, it's the popo. You hear sirens over here all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, it's expected with where you're at. 104th is just right there, yeah. yeah. And it's... you hear um, speeding all the time. People oh, just... I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Especially because you're, like, right behind 104th. Yeah. But, um, what, how, is it time to send the news? It's time to send the news. All right. Also, send me the nudes. I mean, uh, 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 sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, our first news topic. Um, big pandemic news. Yeah, big pandemic news. So Fast 9 has broken the box office record for the pandemic overseas. Yes, it's at $162.4 million, I believe is what I saw. Yeah, which isn't surprising because those movies always open big in like, oh. overseas, like China and stuff oh, like yeah. that. It's... It, but it's a surprising number for the times. Because yeah. I think once it comes to the U.S., that will honestly be the biggest, as much as I hate to say this, it will be the biggest release film-wise since the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so numbers-wise, it'll be really interesting to see what that chalks up to be. Because while we're, we're, we'll get to it in the next segment, but like Spirals was nowhere near what I think Fast 9s will be. Spiral, I don't, I don't even know what it's gonna make worldwide. Well, especially because I uh, horror movies. Uh, let's just put it this way: it doesn't have a good chance of showing in China, so that's gonna hurt yeah. its box office alone. Yeah, most of it's gonna be coming from here in North America. Yes, maybe a little bit of Europe and some other con- countries. Yeah, but and if I'm judging it based on like just audience turnout from when I went the couple times I went, I don't think it's gonna be too great. <laughs> Well, I know that last week it was it it peaked at eight million on its opening week. Don't get me wrong; it was the highest grossing of the week, but that's not the best numbers in the world. Yeah, no. But for a horror movie, it's not bad. Yeah, I imagine this one. I haven't looked at the budget, but I'm sure it's still on the lower side. Yeah. So it'll 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 make it. It'll it, be good. Any money they did put into that was probably put in Chris Rock's pockets. Yeah. But, uh, Even Samuel Jackson, I'm oh, guessing. Oh, yeah. For as little as he's in the movie. I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I think Samuel L. Jackson is the highest grossing actor of all time. Wow, it, if I you, can see it. If you pay attention to the... Well, dude, all you have to do is look at the trailers when yeah, we were watching <laughs> Two Spiral. trailers with a minute. No, three or four. Oh, yeah, three or four. And I think the or four is because of Black Widow, because he could potentially pop up in there. Yeah. Because you had uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. The Protégé. Is that the one with... Uh, Maggie Q? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I f- want to say there was one more. And then there were two Ryan Reynolds movies. Oh, yeah. Free Guy. And... and the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like... 
It feels like it, it literally just kind of shows that that Ted 2 joke is like almost spot on. Yeah. Um, but I, because of the Avengers movies, the Iron Man movies, mm-hmm. uh, both the first two Captain America movies, I don't think he was in Civil War. No, he wasn't in that one. Um, I think he is he in all four Avengers, or I don't think he's in. He's not in Endgame. He is in Endgame. Is he in? at the end? Oh, yeah, the, the funeral. funeral scene, yeah. But I don't think he is. He's at the end of Infinity War. I don't think he's in. Ult- Age of Ultron. Was he not? I've never seen Age of Ultron. Really? I, yeah, I refuse to watch it. I mean, I don't blame you, but yeah, I've never seen it. Continuity wise, it the only thing that makes it watchable now is Wanda Maximoff, like the oh, character progression, getting to see, especially after that uh, episode eight of WandaVision. Doesn't she try to bang the Hulk? Hulk smash? No. Oh, okay. Because I thought they had something going on. Black Widow and the whole. Oh, I'm Wanda. I, was, I don't know why I was thinking of uh, Black Widow. That's what I meant. Black Black Widow. That's Natasha. Yeah. Uh, Didn't she get it on? Uh, yeah, they, they had a relationship, and okay. at one point, Iron Man makes a hide the zucchini reference. Ah. Because <laughs> it's big and green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was some really weird shit in there. Like you remember in Thor Ragnarok when he's like. Uh, the sun is coming down or something like mm-hmm. that. It's that's cause what that's what Natasha said to him every time to get him to like change back into Bruce Banner. Oh. So it was like him trying to calm him down. Oh my god. <laughs> it was Taika Watiti making fun of that. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um other news, because there's not a whole lot we can really do with the Fast 9 news other than yeah, and just the excitement. Movie, the movie over in general just looks ridiculous. They've gone too far this time. I will watch it. Just to see John Cena's acting, because I'm curious. But other than that, I really do not care. And I refuse to watch this 10th one they're fucking talking about going to space in. Yeah, because you can kind of see like the little like breadcrumbs about space at the end of the trailer when oh, yeah. uh, Tyrese and Ludacris are in that little thing. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Got flying cars. I don't know. Dude, <laughs> yeah. the one thing that irritated me about the trailer is they stole that fucking stunt from The Dark Knight. Which one? Flipping that giant truck. Oh, yeah. Semi- that, when it flips up like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, we've already seen that in one movie, and mm-hmm. you're not going to do it better, so why touch it at all? Yeah. Especially because... Uh, I almost said something really bad. I'm not going to... I backtrack. Um, I almost said Jared Leto. Yeah, well, oh, okay. <laughs> um, Heath Ledger <laughs> uh, just stepping out of the way of that truck was yeah. just like a badass moment. Yeah. Um, but... We have one other piece of news that kind of gets me excited, but like we said, it's not huge numbers for this movie that it did, but Spiral made the Saw franchise cross over into the billion dollar mark. Which is huge, especially for a horror franchise like that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it did take nine movies, which I think roughly, I'll do the math real quick, but I think it roughly balances out to about 111 uh, million per movie. Yeah, because I think each of them did make over 100. Uh, I know the first one definitely did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of them did. I don't think I don't think Jigsaw did. It's a hundred and eleven thousand, a hundred and eleven dollars and eleven cents. Okay. I'm so. gonna go through and I'm gonna read off the box office gross of each one. Okay, I think that's fair. Um I know you said that you watched the making of 
for the Saw thing. Yes. And I watched it last week. Uh, I Did you watch the one where Eli Roth talks on it? Uh, no, I didn't watch that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like the legacy of Saw or okay, something. Okay, because the one I watched was taken from the original DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I used to watch that one all the time anyway. Okay. Okay, so Saw 1. The box, the budget was $1.2 million, and the box office was $103 million. 103? Yeah. So that's potentially one of the one, lowest grossing then. Yeah, but one to one hundred three million. So assumedly, Saw Two had to have done way better. Saw Two is one hundred forty seven million. So yeah, and Saw Three, we got a one hundred sixty four million. Wow. So it just keeps going up and up. And it, like Saw Four, did it go down? I want to say I would. Did. It would have to. Yeah, one hundred thirty nine. That's still big though. Yeah, like for horror movies, that's. And then it really has to go down. Yeah, there. Saw 5 went 113 million, so it went S- down another 20. I can see Saw 7 making big money, but the acting didn't deserve Ooh. it. Saw 6, $11 million budget, and the box office was $68 million, so it didn't even hit $100 million. I think it's because people got tired of the formula. Yeah, it still made out really good financially. And it was way better than 5. Yeah, and then Saw 7, the final chapter, final chapter... Went back up to 136 million. Oh wow! I'm actually surprised at that. Yeah. I was thinking maybe 100. Jigsaw did. Oh, okay, Jigsaw hit 103. That makes so. sense. That how much was that one to produce though? That one was a. Oh, it was 10 million. Oh, really, it looks like more expensive than yeah. that. Yeah, just because of the lighting and stuff. Spiral probably was a little more expensive on the budget. Yeah, bugs budget was 20 million, and the box office so far is 19. I mean, so it's already almost made back its money. Almost. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I think it would have done even better. It probably would have been like 30 or 40. Yeah. O- opening week alone. Yeah. Opening week. And then, you know, it is what it is, but I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to dampen the chances of a sequel, which is already in production anyways. Saw 10. And then, um, do you, did we talk about this last week? Is, it, is that going to be a sequel to, like... Not Spiral, but the other ones. I think, yeah, I think it's an overall sequel. Um, the fact that they're calling it Saw 10 is kind of... It better it, be the last movie. I'm, but it's not going to. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm... I'll knock... This, is this wood? Uh, yeah. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> I just... I don't know if I can really like hate this franchise unless they do something drastically bad yeah I, I never like i don't hate it but there's ones that i just like i'm like really like five five four even. four to a degree i can see yeah final chapter final chapter i like i liked six seven was the only redeeming quality in that movie for me was chester bennington yeah and he was in there for like two minutes yeah he plays a skinhead who <laughs> yeah. he's it was bad but I mean, I was on a real big Linkin Park kick at the time when that came yeah. out, so... I mean, I, that was, like, the very first concert I went to and everything. So. Okay. Yeah, we got that uh, TV series coming out, too, so that'll be interesting. Yes. And I would honestly be happy to separate Spiral and Saw and just have Spiral be the TV show. Yeah. Um, but I do think it would be very interesting to see, like, a battle... So, like, the best way to compare this in my head is... I don't know if you ever read the Battle for the Cowl... Uh, storyline for Batman? No. When uh, Bruce Wayne like disappears, okay, and all the Robins and Batgirl and and Batwoman fight each other for the title of Batman mm. to see who will be a successor. So you have like Nightwing, uh, Robin, Damian Wayne's Robin, uh, 
Jason Todd's Red Hood. Then you have Batgirl, Batwoman, spoiler. Ruby no. Rose's Batwoman. <sighs> so honestly, she wasn't that bad. But the show just in general, the way it looked and everything looked cheese. Production quality was awful, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, Arrow's production quality was much better on a cheaper budget. It made no sense. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, she apparently got like a pretty bad back injury so she like backed oh, out for the second season they cast that new chick could she pulled out she quit oh wow yeah so that's why they cast the that black chick mm-hmm. i don't even know i know it's a completely different character but i don't know what the storyline is because yeah. i just haven't watched it mm-hmm. i stopped watching batwoman after like the third episode so okay um yeah definitely not <laughs> but yeah i think that's like the best storyline in my head they can go with with saw is in Saw 10, make it like Lawrence Gordon and the Logan dude from Jigsaw. Because those are the only two left now, right? The side Disciples, because uh, Hoffman died in, in the final chapter. Uh, I mean, yeah, but you can always explain... That, but there's like, those two two people that are st- still have the pig masks on, but they're probably working under Gordon. See, and here's one person that I we never revisited in the movies... That I would actually be kind of excited to see as the disciple of Jigsaw. Mm. Uh, Detective Matthew's son. Oh, yeah. He's, we never got him yeah, again. Never seen again throughout yeah. the entire franchise. So that would be kind of an interesting little, like, behind-the-scenes type yeah. thing. Like, But I think those two, even just Logan and Dr. Lawrence, like, fighting for the title of Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Or even working together to do shit would be cool. Yeah. And I'm just hoping at some point, like... Because they're going to keep going with the franchise even after the movie. Like, why not just, like, reboot it and give it to a completely different crew, like, people who aren't linked to it at all? Because Spiral still had the same writers, still the same producers. Like, give it to... to and a, director. Yeah, and director. Give it to somebody, like, completely new. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, honestly, like, almost... Not exactly, but, like, almost going with, like, a Jordan Peele formula. Okay. To where you get a fresh twist in there that hopefully people won't see. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if they should like reboot it to the point where like we have a dude in the middle of the floor in a bathroom again. No, like you can, you can you know, obviously you need a new jigsaw if you're gonna reboot it. Yeah. But I want to see a more taken a more of like of a dramatic angle, less horror, more dramatic. So more like I'm trying to think of what to compare it to. Like, they always compare it to Seven. Like, Seven is not really a horror movie. It's more dramatic yeah. in character stories. So, maybe more, of like, in that. But it does realm. have gore. It does have horror aspects, but yeah. it's not like a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is much more of, like, a noir-driven mm-hmm. story. Al- yeah. Almost like what we're kind of going to get with Batman. Yeah. Do something like that. Yeah. No, that'll be that'll be good. Mm. I, honestly, I should just write our own. <laughs> I'm... I would... If I could make anything in this world... Give me a Saw reboot. <laughs> yeah. I will happily. Do you have an idea for it? Like, maybe do you have an idea of just, like, a something Saw in your head that you've had for a while? Well... That you think would be cool if they did it? Or you could do it? Like, the one thing that I just said, like, if I were given Saw 10, that I would do that one oh, thing. Oh, okay. But, if not... I mean, I would probably need to sit down for a while, but... I would need to find a new iconic voice for Jigsaw. Because yeah. you'd have to find something that could at least rival Tobin Bell. Yeah, you need to find that right actor. Yeah. and But you also need to find someone who's going to be young enough to survive a 
potential 20-year franchise. What would you say? Someone in the, like, maybe late 40s, early 50s? I, I think that would be, like, the perfect age. Because I think that was around what Tobin Bell was when he, he was He was probably mid-50s or yeah. close to it. I think yeah. he's old. He's 70-something right 70. Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me look it up to be exact. But yeah. I thought he was too old almost at the time. But, like, it was just, like, visually he looked like... Yeah, and then you can, like, if you look at the behind the scenes, like... Even though he looked old at the time, you're like, wow, he looked young at the time, actually. Yeah. Especially, like, but he doesn't look like he's aged at all. He's 78. In the last 20 wow. years, he doesn't look like he's aged. Yeah, not really. It's kind of insane. Especially if you look at Jigsaw, which came out in 2017. Um, yeah. He doesn't look like he aged at all from Jigsaw to Saw. Yeah. Maybe we'll make that a podcast episode. Like, just, go, like, coming up with our own Saw movie idea. Dude, I'd be so down. <laughs> yeah. uh, give me like two weeks to workshop it in my head and write some points down and i will go okay. all the way balls in nice but if we ever do potentially get a chance to do something like that we have to go back and delete this podcast <laughs> or could you imagine if we like episode. shop around the short film that we're doing and we get traction off it and then like we're like hey we want to do this and they're like okay then i'd be like oh shit. i think that would be like literally i would never do anything I wouldn't want to ever do anything ever again in my life. I, I, I would feel accomplished. I don't know where I would go after that. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to make a comedy film at one point. Mm-hmm. But I think... I know you're, you'd probably be the one to make a Green Arrow movie. If someone <laughs> let me do it, <laughs> I would. I love Kevin Smith. I think the one thing that frustrates me about him as a director is he cuts his own legs out from under him way too often. Yeah. He always has this thing where people say, like, oh, why haven't you directed, like, a superhero movie? And he always says, he's like, I don't want to screw it up. I'm like, I don't think he, well, I don't know. I don't think he would. He has two of the, in my personal opinion, like, best comic runs with Daredevil and Green Arrow. Mm -hmm. Both of those were fantastic. The fact that he doesn't think that could translate to a movie... I mean, fuck, he was in Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, he would, the thing he would need to do is make had just make sure the dialogue is on point. Dialogue is not a Kevin Smith problem. Like, yeah. that is something that he would need to rein back. Because his <laughs> his movies are so dialogue heavy. I mean, and that's one reason I love them. Mm-hmm. That those are my favorite parts about his movies. Mm. Especially when you're not doing the Cheech and Chong routine. Yeah. But my favorite episodes of The Flash are literally Kevin Smith episodes. Okay. Especially because he gets to bring in uh, Jason Mewes for mm-hmm. a couple scenes. <laughs> but it would be, if I had the opportunity to do something like that, as much as I, I really do try to be humble about certain things, like almost to a fault the way he does, if I was ever given an opportunity to do something like that, I'd be willing to throw my career away for a chance <laughs> at a Green Arrow movie. Like literally, no questions, no ifs, ands, or buts. I'd be 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, Batman 2 would be amazing. Right. That's a bit more of a risk for a... Yeah, Batman, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be an ideal thing. Like, the one I want to do... Well, there's two. I would do a Daredevil movie, and I would want to do a Spawn movie, but I don't think Tom McFarlane would let me. He yeah. wants to direct it. Yeah, not at that rate. <laughs> yeah. uh, not at the rate that this new one is... I looked at his Instagram page, and he had, you know, like on Instagram, they have the highlights or whatever, yeah. the story highlights. There's one that's labeled Spawn Movie, and the last update was 142 weeks ago. That's, so, that's like, almost three years. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, it's been only almost two years since they announced it. Jamie Foxx is going to be in it almost two years. Holy shit. Yeah, so that thing, I honestly don't think it's ever going to get made. 
I don't know, man. It's going to be a different cast because these guys are going to be like, well, our schedules aren't going to line up with this anymore after I, a while. I think after the pandemic is officially over, companies are going to be greenlighting stuff left and right because they ran out of stuff because they haven't been able to film well, the majority of last year. There's a the thing is the only thing that's stopping the Spawn movie from going forward is Todd McFarlane. Oh, I know. It's, <laughs> but you have such a good cast already. You have Jeremy Renner. You have Jamie Foxx. Yep. Uh, Blumhouse is producing it. Yeah, why wouldn't you just? And push they're it letting forward? him direct it, but he's refusing to make any like script changes, which you need to do script changes here and there. Yeah, you mean, can't just go like one draft and be like, all right. It's inevitable. Like yeah. I get, if you want to stick with the overall like overarching scenes, fine, I get that. Yeah. But you need to be willing to bend to a studio's demands at least a little bit. Yeah. Don't sacrifice your vision, but. Don't be a dick and yeah. not move anything. Yeah, I just I, I'm just concerned a little bit just because he's never directed anything before and the way he has the story set up is kind of weird. He describes it as like Jaws, like Spawn is going to be in the background and it's mainly like a um, Jeremy Renner movie. Mm. I'm like I didn't really like that aspect too much. He's just going to be in the shadows. Is Hopefully he's, he's underplaying it because don't get me wrong, like. Jaws is the one thing everybody remembers about Jaws. Yeah. But that was kind of a special thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That that doesn't feel... Yeah, Spawn isn't the kind of thing you just want to show him every now and then in yeah. the movie. No, maybe for the first 30 minutes. Maybe. Even after that, you gotta go on. But the way he's describing it is, like... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind, like... I mean, obviously, we all know what we're going to the movie to see. Yeah. Okay? But... A 30-minute tease for Spawn, and then all Spawn afterwards. Yeah. That's the only way that's acceptable. Yeah, but if he's going to be just a creature in the shadow the whole time, then I'm like... Yeah, there's no point. (laughs) Yeah. Especially, how does that work if he's not a threat to you? Yeah. It just doesn't... He's not, like, the villain of the story, so it doesn't make sense. There comes a point, though, like, when, when guys who create their own thing you can't really give them too much power because they could even screw their own creation oh, up. Oh, yeah. 100%. George Lucas. <sighs> Please don't. Just... <laughs> yeah, so that's an example, though. Like, you give these guys too much power sometimes, it, it can go bad. Yeah. It's... Now I'm depressed. You had to bring up. <laughs> Still love Star Wars, but yeah. those last three movies really did it for me. Just... Yeah. Video games for Star Wars will always be king, though. Yes. You ever play KOTOR? No, I never played KOTOR, and there was actually going to be... It's a cancelled one. It was like a bounty hunter. Oh, uh, uh, Star Wars 1313. Four, yes, that one, yeah. That I was, wanted that to looked, play that so bad. Yeah, it was going to be kind of cool. But but no, we had to give fucking Star Wars to EA, yeah. and they had to produce another game that sounded fantastic with uh, Star Wars Ragtag, mm-hmm. with Amy Henning, who was the production lead on the Uncharted games. Okay. They shelved that, too, and shut down the whole company that was making it, because they're stupid. Yeah. And, and plus, they, EA likes to charge on every little thing, too, and yeah. screw up the experience. The fact that uh, Fallen Order got made mm-hmm. is, like, thank God, because it was already being produced before EA got the rights. Yep. So they were like, it would literally cost us more money to cancel it at this point. Mm-hmm. So they were like, just go ahead and finish it, bring it out. And then it was the best received Star Wars game since Disney bought Star Wars. Dang. There is a Knights of the Old Republic in production. Currently. Okay. So 
Did they ever say if it's going to be like in the same like uh, play style as the old ones? I don't know, and I don't know if I want it to or not. It'd be I do... cool if they made it like in the style of, like a Skyrim. See, that's kind of what I want, especially with like the narrative decisions that they made in the first two games. Those are two of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Nice Little Republic 1 and 2. Even to the point where, like, when the MMO came out, yeah. the, just the Old Republic, mm-hmm. I fell in love with that as well. But if they can capture that lightning in a bottle again, I'd be so happy. Because it's set way before any of the, like, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. It's like a thousand years before that. Mm-hmm. So it's like... It's not held down by continuity. Okay. So it's like the perfect thing to do. Even if they were to do it instead of the Old Republic, do the High Republic. I'd be happy with that because that's like 500 years before. Yeah. And I think that's the Taika Waititi movie that they're making. Okay. So that would play well. As mm-hmm. long as they don't do what they've said they're going to do and put in Brie Larson. Cause yeah, I, I, I don't want her, in, I want her anywhere near a Star Wars Only movie. way I want her in a Star Wars movie is she dies in the first five minutes. <laughs> so tired of her yeah she's so I'm, I'm not trying to bitch but she's so bland she's she's bland she's she's just mad all the time and she just looks like if you try to talk to her she would like go off on you or something she looks like she wants to speak to the manager yeah <laughs> she, yeah she's a karen yeah. yeah i mean and then they literally went all in with the karen thing in in game she had the karen haircut and everything yeah so it fits it was bad <laughs> her and anne hathaway i can't stand See, I don't mind Anne Hathaway. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not like, oh, Anne Hathaway's hot because I never, for some reason. Actually, the last time I found her attractive was in The Princess Diaries. And that was 20 years moons, ago. Many moons ago. Yeah. I was I was like six. <laughs> yeah, me too. But um, after that, I don't, I don't know what it was. I hated her. She was the worst part of the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, I didn't care for her at all. Yeah. I didn't even care for The Dark Knight Rises in general. Yeah, I mean, I didn't either, but I would have much rather had someone else cast as yeah. Catwoman. I think it's so hard to close out a trilogy, though. Well, especially es- when your second movie is The Dark Knight. Like, how are you gonna especially about? because The Joker was supposed to be a pivotal point in mm-hmm. The Dark Knight Rises, and because he, he was supposed to help out Batman, right? I don't remember what the exact thing was. was. Arkham or something? I think so. But you can't follow up a movie with that legendary of a performance and still like have him in the plans and then have to go back and rewrite because he dies yeah especially because you're not going to recast that role no you can't because people would like revolt mm-hmm. and like burn the movie theater down which is kind of funny because people were revolting when he was announced as a joker oh dude <laughs> it's insane to think of like the backlash that that got and then all of a sudden literally like People got their first glimpse of him. They're like, okay, you know, we'll give him a chance. Yeah, because you remember the first photo was that black and white picture. It was yeah. just face up close and half of it was like a shadow. Yeah. Yeah. And people were like, okay, like, we'll give it a chance. It mm-hmm. doesn't look like what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. The movie came out and sadly he had already passed away. And people lost their fucking lives. Oh, dude. I remember walking out of the theater and like people like cheering. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting chilled. I was, I think we were like, what, 12 when it came yeah, out? I was in eighth, like, eighth grade. So yeah, right about. Yeah. Uh, maybe 14. I was 13. 13, 14. Um, I remember that coming out and, like, getting chills, especially, like, in the post when they say, like, thank you to him mm-hmm. or in memory of or whatever. And, like, when you're that young, you really don't, like, think about, like, the the gravity of it, really, like, the acting and all that stuff. It's, like, when you get older, you look at it and you really realize how special it actually is. Oh, yeah. Because back then, you're just like, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I remember 
the conversations around it and the tabloids. Yeah. That's one thing I will say that as time has gone on, I'm happy about mm-hmm. is, or maybe I just don't go shopping enough, but <laughs> I don't see the tabloids like I did when I was a kid. Cause that's not the only place to get media now. Yeah. I remember walking through grocery stores and seeing like Heath Ledger and the Olsen twins, like all over the place. Cause they were like doing drugs with them or something. Yeah. And it just became like toxic, like speculation to where it like ended up hurting his family and shit. Yep. That I, I'm definitely not. Uh, I don't miss that stuff, but I mean, it still is out there if you try to find it. Yeah, but uh, it's not as easy to grab because no one really pays attention to the magazines at the grocery store anymore. Nope. Um, I think we have one more bit of news, or am I wrong? We do, and we kind of went off on a tangent express. Yeah. A little bit before it even showed up. Okay, so our last uh, news story is Henry Cavill. Um, is it was was he cast? I don't know. He's gonna be in the Highlander movie. Yeah, at least. That's what the yeah. rumor is. So obviously he's going to play the lead. You don't put Henry Cavill, especially modern Henry he's Cavill, supposed in play, anything. He's supposed to play the Spanish guy. <laughs> no, it's uh, because Sean Connery played like the mentor to the main guy. He, yeah. he was like the Obi Wan, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> I can't even remember his name, but it was like something like Cortez or something. <laughs> and he's speaking with his Spanish accent. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was it was like perfect cheese. Like it was yeah. just fantastic. The sequels say what you will, but if you can do Highlander, especially with like a Henry Cavill, I wouldn't be against bringing the original lead back to maybe be the mentor or even just make Samuel Jackson the mentor. That would be interesting, actually. And make him using a Spanish accent. <laughs> oh, hell no. Um, but, so the lead for the original, I think, is the dude who played Raiden in the original Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it is. So, um, I mean, I'd be interested either way. Yeah, I'd, I don't really know too much about Highlander. Um, I just know it's like a big, like, pop culture thing. Yeah. I'm going to go to references and shit like that. Because there can only be one. Yeah. Which is in every fucking movie anymore. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the Lord of the Rings used yeah. it. I mean, I mean, I get that was a book before the movie came yeah. out. But it and was I'd say Highlander is like a cult classic, probably, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Easily. I, I don't think it performed super well at the box office the first time around, but it did become a cult classic to the point where I think it got two sequels. Yeah, but I wasn't mean, there I, a TV show? I thought there was a TV show too. I could be wrong. There may have been. Let me check. Okay. Highlander TV show. Highlander. Came up with a Highlander Toyota. There was a Highlander TV show. It went for six seasons in 1992. Uh, Adrian Paul was the lead. I have no idea who that is. Adrian Paul. I almost thought it said Aaron Paul, and I was like, that is not Aaron Paul. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. I don't know, but I'm definitely excited for... uh, a potential sequel, something that I didn't even know was in the books until this week. Yeah. So, I think it's time for uh, that train to come around. Yeah, the real Tangent Express. Yes. Uh, so, you showed me, <laughs> you sent me a link this week for a piece of merchandise for a movie that we are... That we could have been seeing in two months, originally. <sighs> Two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was supposed to come out July 2021, then it moved to October 2021, now it's next year. I don't even remember it being July. Yeah. Mother. 
Yeah, so that's even more depressing when you think about it like that. So they're, they're done filming then? Yeah, they're done. Okay. It's all because of <sighs> Dune. It moved out of October. Don't get me started because I was supposed I'm to I'm not going to watch that movie just for that. Just because it pushed Batman out of October. I'm not going to watch it. I will still watch Dune. I would just won't go to the theaters to watch it. <laughs> You're like, fuck Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> I can't say that. Could you imagine a Denis Villeneuve Batman movie with Roger Deakins as the DP? So here, here, I would rather, if I never get my hands on a Green Arrow movie, hey? Mm-hmm. I would rather Denis Villeneuve do Green Arrow than Batman. Really? Because it's some... I don't... Well, I have no ties to Green Arrow, so. Well, and I think that's the thing, though. I think he's very good at taking art like artsy approaches yeah he's he's like very artistic so if anybody were to be able to make green arrow successful and studio friendly i think it would be him okay so that would be my pick yeah i'd rather have like a a more horror themed director take a batman movie for once Okay, I think that would fit. Like, especially if you, they were to go off of, like, Damned or something like yeah. that. Or Noel. Or Noel, yeah. I think those would be some good pulls for that. Or even Hush. Hush would work. That would be, like, you can make that into, like, a seven yes. type of movie. That would be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Make David Fincher direct Hush. Ooh. That'd be sick. I See, I wasn't even thinking that. That would be good, though. Ooh, could you imagine if David Fincher directed Ben Affleck as Batman in a Hush movie? I thought you said you didn't want him anymore. No, I'm just saying, like, imagine that. <laughs> it would have been intense, especially because, like, physically, just Ben Affleck was, like, so imposing as Batman. Like, yeah. He had that Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Ben Affleck in a seven-type Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. that would have been intense. Th- I think that's the th- aspect of the Batman that I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. Is the detective side. We have not gotten enough of that. Yeah, you kind of see it a little bit in BBS. Yeah. Um, the most, I would say, the that most. we've seen it. Yeah, they, they kind of, like play with it a little bit in the christian bale one yeah especially the dark knight yeah but not like to the degree that we'll see in this movie yeah i think this will be well a we already got to see more detective work in the commercial or the trailer for the movie than we have for any other yeah piece of batman Mm -hmm. just with the fact that you literally had how many people trying to decipher the freaking letter from the riddler yep and it was like less than a day before it was all over yeah so it was interesting to see the fact that you can actually like decode this stuff and not like blow the load of the whole movie yeah so i'm definitely excited to see what else will be in store because especially with this version of the riddler it'll be beautiful yes and that that's the thing um i sent you the 2022 calendar that can't that's gonna come out it's a batman theme you see a better look at the riddler and what his see, mask looks like. I actually didn't see the calendar. I just saw the poster. Oh, okay. I thought so, I sent you the calendar. Let me see. Because I just saw the poster. You said they uh, put the poster in. We have way too many messages to where I don't know if I'll be able to find it. Here, I'll just look it up. Yeah, because you just sent that. Yeah, that's sick. It's beautiful. Uh, uh, but, I mean, I, I know last me. week we already talked about the Hot Wheels that's coming out for the Batmobile. Yeah. And this week... Uh, um, somebody made it black and white, but that's one of the pictures. That's the really... Honestly, I'm happy with that. Yeah, it looks like a... It looks like a gimp. Zodiac killer. It looks a little bit like a gimp. Yeah. I mean, I think that fits the tone of the movie perfect. Um, But Damien sent me this photo, 
and I, I don't know if you want to put it up when we show this, if not. Yeah. But um, there is this beautiful Robert Pattinson uh, statue. Did you notice they made him a little bit thicker? Yeah, I did. Which, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But... It's the I, detail. That's like the best look at the suit you get dude, so far. Dude, like, even the chin looks like Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Like, it's down to the last detail. Yeah. The cowl is great. Mm-hmm. The collar's there. The... And it's a homemade suit, and you really get to see, like, yeah, what went into it. The freaking hooks on the bat symbol are there. Like, yeah. it's perfect. Um, and he's standing on a gargoyle. Then you sent me the link to the website that this would be on, and I saw the price, and I wanted to cry. Yeah, the price is on these, because there's various different Batman statues. There's a Joker bust, like it's a life-size bust, probably about that big. That's like $4,000. Well, I saw, a uh-huh. Night, I saw a Nightwing one, and Nightwing's not a... He, he's a big character, but he's not, like, ever really been in any big media. Yeah. Except for maybe the Lego Batman movie, technically. I think he's more of a... He's a bigger character to people who are, know of Batman. Yeah. Um, and that statue alone was, like, 1200 Yeah. So... Yeah. I know what I'm never going to be able to buy unless I do make a fucking Saw movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. That would be... If I had that money, I would definitely do it, but it it, it depressed me seeing the price tag. Yeah. Um, what do you think, just out of curiosity, is the most, like, overpriced movie memorabilia that you can think of, that you've seen? I remember back when Freddy vs. Jason came out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the Mile High Comics when it used to be on Washington? Like no. Next to Thornton High School? It was uh-huh. like in a little shopping center. Okay, well, it used to be there. And towards the back, there was like... It was a Jason mask, life-size Jason mask. And it also had Freddy's claws like over the face. And it was like in a case and shit, and that was like $2,000. Just for that. That's nuts. Yeah, and then now seeing that jo- uh, Joaquin Joker bust, I'm like, that's probably the most expensive thing I've seen. <laughs> yeah, no. The- stuff gets pricey, especially with some of those... Uh- like independent companies that pick mm-hmm. up like Batman statues and stuff because they like throw the twist on them of it being like a samurai or something yeah. like that, and it just kind of adds to the value. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. It's they're beautiful, but they're definitely overpriced at times. I remember oh, yeah. seeing. Uh, I don't know if you ever been to Heroes Headquarters off of 88th and Sheridan. No, they have a life size Hulk in their like main waiting room, and. I think it's like six grand. Oh, I w- I've been there. Yeah. With you. yeah. Oh, yeah, you have yeah. been with me. They have that giant Hulk there. Yeah. I think that I don't even know if that one's for sale anymore. I think they changed their mind on it. They sold a Spider Man that was there for I think four thousand, but like it was like a full size, like life size. And then the Harley Quinn one I think sold for almost six. And they always have some like giant statue in there to sell. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't even know how you get that out the fucking door. <laughs> See, and that's what I would want to do at one point in time if I'm able to is open like a comic book store. Yes. Honestly, like, I think, especially ever since I saw, like, Jay and, uh, Jay and Silent, Jay and Silent and Bob's, Muse. the secret stash, yeah. I, A, I want to go there. Mm-hmm. I know they just moved locations, but I'd love to go there and kind of look at that. But that was always, like, something I wanted to do when I grew up was, like, own my own comic shop. Yeah. Especially one that you could do, and this is another Kevin Smith thing, but, like, he has, he had at one point his own, uh, he called it Smod Castle, 
where it was like where he would do live podcasts out of. I think doing that out of the back of a comic book store would be really cool. Yes. That'd be amazingly fun. And if you had a crowd, you could take questions and stuff. Yeah. I think that would be... You could do signings there. Yeah. And if you're well off enough, you wouldn't even have to be there to run it half the time. You can go when you want to. Yeah. So, especially if you have a big enough staff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think that would be my ideal way to go. I don't know if I would ever have anything in my store that expensive, though, because I'd be worried about loss. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be a hard thing to do. But it is crazy because you can go and, like, even go into Mile High Comics, there's... I think I saw like a twenty thousand dollar comic there once. Yeah, like all their expensive ones are right when you walk in that glass case. Then they have those ones, and they have a wall that each one is like two or three grand. Yep. And I'm like, there's no way in hell. I remember that place got broken into one time, and they stole like a bunch of those comics right when you walk in. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's a payday. Yeah. As shitty as that is, it's it's a payday. Yeah. Oh man. Um. See, I think that's really all we have. For I know it wasn't super tangenty this time. Yeah, but I think we uh we we did that earlier. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did. But um, there is something that we are wanting to talk about a little bit. Yes, sir. It's the uh, short film that we got in the works. Yes, sir. Uh, just for anybody who hasn't really seen everything on our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, what is the name of this short film? Uh, the name of the short film is called Butterfly. The Damned and the Switchblade. I thought it was the Switchblade and the Damned. No. Damned and the Switchblade. Okay. <laughs> um, I... And I'm not going to explain the title. You have to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I will say, without giving anything away, I'm very happy with the dialogue in it. <clears throat> yeah. I'm actually surprised that it came out as good as it did. I remember the first time reading it. There's a specific scene. It'll probably be about six or seven minutes into the film mm. that uh like legit kind of like got me like misty eyed just cause of like if it's delivered right the emotion in the scene alone like can bring it out in you just reading yeah. it it did for me yeah. So. yeah and I think once we release the movie I think it'd be cool to release the script too yeah like as I read or turn it into like a book yeah that'd be dope yeah cause this is really it's this is the script right here it's thicker than I thought it would be. Yes. I think it's only... Is the back page empty? I can't remember. I want to say it's 15 pages typed. So... It, there's no blank pages, so... Yeah. It's, uh... It does have some thickness to it. Yeah. And when we make it, it's going to probably be longer than what this is, because there's stuff we're going to add, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we'll do probably a little bit of improv. Mm. Nothing too crazy yeah. to change it. But, um... I'm very excited. Uh, we have... A shooting date. Yeah. Uh, you already get the time off? No, I didn't, but my job's cool. I can ask for it. You'll just be like, I don't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I put in the time this week, and then we have a couple people we need to talk to. Um, we have a couple people we have already talked to. Yeah. And we're kind of just moving along from there. Mm-hmm. We do have a GoFundMe set up, and we will uh, leave a link on... Can we leave a link on Spotify? Yeah, we'll we'll leave a link in the description of the podcast on Spotify, and it'll also be on Apple Podcasts. And we'll leave the link in the description of the video below. Yes, and then if you need if you can't find them there, and you can always find them on our Facebook pages, Instagram pages, Twitter, all that good jazz. Yeah, OnlyFans. 
<laughs> and eventually a TikTok, because I think that'll be a big way in how we have to promote this. Yeah, especially like when we do rehearsals or when we're on set, have somebody like work that. Yes. Um, I think we're going to have... So I think the idea right now is we're going to do a three camera setup. Yeah. With a fourth camera in the back at all times doing behind the scenes. Yeah, and I... I I think I told you it'd be cool to have somebody just use like a vintage like VHS type of video camera doing the behind the scenes. That'd be dope. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I just thought about this one. That one too, yeah. Either way, a VHS would be dope. It's yeah. just getting that to what, what uh, transition into like onto a disc or something might oh, be I, a pain. <laughs> I did it with the Justice's music video. I shot that with my, my mom's old VHS camera. Oh, okay. And then what I did, I plugged it into the TV and I used this camera and I filmed the TV and I messed with I messed with the cords so it like looked all like fucked up. I know there. exactly what video you're talking about too. Yeah. So that that'd be kind of yeah. Um, but I think that'll be kind of fun, uh, especially as like our first foray into films. Yeah. Um, I know me and you kind of talked, and another reason I brought up that whole uh, making of Saw thing earlier is getting to see how they were able to make that move from short film to film. Mm -hmm. And if this were able to be the key to a future of not waking up at two 30 in the morning to go to work on a Sunday, yeah, I'd be happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so what kind of inspired you to go the direction you did with this film without giving anything away? Um, well, I think the original idea that I had was, it's way different than this one, but it was still like a mystery horror type of deal with some like supernatural like aspects to it. But um, it kind of evolved into something more like realistic and less supernatural. Yeah. More of like in the crime film like realm, I think. Yeah. And yeah, there's, there's many, like, films that inspire me. Like, the main one that inspired me to write it really was Eraserhead, David Lynch's first movie. See, I've never seen Eraserhead. Okay. I do I can need let to you borrow it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that inspired me, and also a little bit of uh, Melanie Martinez's movie. Like, there's just some, like, there's some, like weird shit in there mm -hmm. that kind of, like, I'm like, okay, I can do something, like, darker the, with that. The K through 12 yeah. one? Yeah, I can do something darker with that. And, okay. Um, but yeah, and I've always wanted to write a short film and just going over ideas in my head over the past couple of years and this one hit like maybe four or five months ago and I seriously started writing it yeah. in that time. And yeah, I'm kind of torturing you about it too and <laughs> not showing you anything because I'm like trying to like not show you something that's like retarded or something. Well, not only that, I think part of your thought was like you wanted to be able to change it at the last minute to where if you did decide to change it, it wasn't... This is not anything like what we started with. Yeah. So it was like a not trying to like go one direction and then completely go. Yeah. The There's still certain aspects that are from that original idea that mm -hmm. I showed you, but not a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you can definitely tell. I mean, I found the notebook that we started with the mm -hmm. other day and I was like, I can see some parts of this are still yeah. the same, but like for the most part, it went in a completely yep. different direction. Yeah. Which I mean, I think is for the better. Mm hmm. Um, but it's not as personal because the last one was, well, the original idea was a little more personal to me mm -hmm. and this, this kind of is, there's some aspects to it, but it's not as personal. Yeah. No, I, I can definitely see that. I think this one will be much more better 
digest it as like a exploration into uh, without giving anything away just like an exploration to like mental health yeah and i definitely that was one angle and i definitely didn't want to be like overbearing with that aspect it's kind of just there if you pick it up you can pick it up yeah and i don't think it's super heavy heavy handed because there's also an aspect of mystery to this to where it doesn't feel uh, i'll say it doesn't feel heavy handed but it also doesn't feel like as big of a mind fuck as maybe like uh fight club yeah and i do to do something like that is, would be kind of hard. Yeah, so I, I, I just, think you would also need more than a thirty-minute short film to do. Yeah, <laughs> what we came up, what I came up with was, I think, good for the amount of time that it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if nothing else, I mean, a, I think this will turn out very well, yeah. but I think this will be a big uh, learning lesson for everybody who's involved. Mm-hmm. So it'll help us with our acting directing skills writing skills Mm -hmm. and just honestly kind of give us an idea of what to expect when we are on set for something yeah yeah and this is the first script i've finished like all the way through yes and it the more i went on like the easier it became and i'm actually like a few pages into like a second script well it's like a full length movie and i'm also writing a short another short film on the side so there's two scripts going on i uh i plan on during my during my vacation to shoot the film to pretty much work all day with the film and then once i come home if i have any time left i plan on writing a film that i've told you about now is that going to be full length or is it going to be a short my plan is full length okay if it ends up shaping out the other way then that's what i'll go but or we can do like what they did with saw they had the full length strip and they shot a scene from it yeah it's literally one scene and then part of that one scene is mostly gone yeah so you could even do that yeah <laughs> i mean that would be probably the way i would want to go because they already had the full script ready yeah and they're like financially we had to just shoot well they were gonna meet with people in la and they're like why not film a scene and so we have a visual with the script to yeah. give to people well it, it was partly them wanting to showcase uh lee winnell's acting and then also wanting to showcase james wan's directing yeah so they, they're actually like filmmakers not they're not just like writers trying to sell a script yeah because mm-hmm. uh they met in film school film school yeah so definitely be interesting i mean mm-hmm. I, i'd be happy to do that and see if i can yeah get something out of that yeah and this script i think there's a lot of room to expand it into like a full-length thing but if we don't, then that's fine. Yeah. But the option is there, I think. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, I can already see... I mean, I didn't even... I'm not even the one who wrote this. I put <laughs> I put very minimal uh, editing and suggestion into it. So... But even then, I can see very easily where this could go. Yeah. So, overall, I'm happy. I think you're happy with it. Yeah. We have just about two months until mm-hmm. shooting starts. Yeah, so... I'm gonna. I gotta. Cause I'm ready. I don't remember lines yet, so I gotta <laughs> go back and read and start familiarizing myself with it more. Yeah, I do too as well. Cause we, I literally just got them printed this week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know if there's really a whole lot else we can really go into with this. Just please stay tuned. Uh, with the GoFundMe, we do have different tiers for people who uh, donate to the film. Yeah. For do you wanna? spill them all i think five dollars is yeah five dollars is you get a sticker and you get a your name shouted out in the credits 
Um, what was the next? Was it 10 or was it 15? Let me go back because I. <laughs> Let's go back to the Instagram page. Okay. So, $10. You get the sticker, your name shouted out in the credits, and you get a physical copy of the film score, which is going to be done by me. And $20, you get all that stuff plus a shirt that's exclusive to donations. And $30 plus, you get all that plus a physical copy of the movie on Blu-ray. Yes. So, I I think that's fair. I mean, don't get me wrong, we're going to have to spend money to do it in the yeah. long run. But And I think we're waiting till we get all the donations and we'll ask everyone who donates if they want the stuff. That way we're not over printing stuff yes especially because i've already had a few people tell me that they don't want the stuff they just want to help support yeah and so. if anything we can still we can do a shit ton of stickers and still give those people stickers oh, yeah. at least and i think that's kind of my plan because i want to maybe like uh, a i want to put stuff some on stuff that i have mm-hmm. but just kind of like a giveaway especially to anybody who goes to maybe a screening yeah yeah we're gonna cool. try to do a screening too i think that would be fun maybe do like two or three at the sie and then mm-hmm. find another uh small theater we can yeah. go to and as far as like promotion and stuff when we're ready to release it i think it'd be cool to like maybe get small posters and especially the stickers and just put them everywhere like downtown yeah and I, just, I thought about that too but yeah maybe that do a billboard vandalism, right no okay I was like, maybe it's a do sticker. a billboard or something with something that's like kind of mysterious that makes people want to do it like nothing like like what is the butterfly yeah or just something <laughs> like that i think yeah. it'd be cool promotion yeah especially for small town people um I mean, I, I don't know if you can call us small town, but like hometown people. Yeah. Without a budget. And I think creative uh, marketing is the best way to go. Yeah. And even if we don't hit our goal, like whatever we do get is going to help like tremendously. Yeah. No, absolutely. And like we're only, I believe, at 380 right now as it stands. Our mm-hmm. goal is 5,000. And even with that 5,000, we're still going to have to cover a lot of the cost ourselves. Yeah. But. I mean, if we do get more than that, we get more than that. I'd be happy, but we uh, we're we're willing to take a risk to make this what we want it to be. So yeah, I think our heart's in the right place and our mind is in the right place for this. So mm-hmm. we do appreciate everyone's support and everyone's help on this. Uh, and in, I think that's pretty much all we really got for this episode yes, of this podcast. Sir. So until next time, if you wouldn't mind following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook liking us and subscribing to us on youtube make sure to leave a like rate and subscribe on spotify and apple Podcasts. It really helps us reach out to other viewers and please go visit our gofundme and kind of get a breakdown of everything on there and if you feel like donating we really appreciate it till next time my name is anthony stevens damian labor this is the super thwack podcast we will see you next time peace peace, peace.